welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, March 30th, 2022, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, this week on the Defender Podcast, we are so grateful to be joined by Miss Ann Mora Hinton. And Ann Mora helps run all of our education programs here at Lifeline, but specifically our Bridge Educational Programs. And one of the things we just wanted to talk about today is finishing the school year strong, but also giving just some some tips about how we can continue to help aid our kids in that learning process. And so we're so excited to be joined again by Ann Mora. And of course, as always, Dr. Rick will be joining us as well. But before we bring on Dr. Rick and Ann Mara, I want to remind you about the Defender Bible Study. It's another free weekly resource podcast for you. It's led by a Lifeline staff member, and we go through different portions of Scripture, different books of the Bible, as we expositorily teach our staff uh, through the, 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 the Scripture. But also, we want to share that with you. We also go through books like Plain Theology for Plain People. Uh, New Morning Mercies, and others as well. See our show notes and listen wherever you find your podcast. Again, that's the Defender Bible Study. Well, Dr. Rick, the venerable Dr. Rick, we're so grateful to be joined by you again. And uh, even recently, as I've been thinking of you, I have have thought of a new word even, and that's Leonine, and that is that you were just so lion-like, so famous, uh, and uh, we're just grateful to have you on again and to, to lead us even in this discussion, because we know education comes underneath your auspices here at Lifeline and to lead us in this very I kind of feel discussion. like lion-like is your nice way of telling me that I need to trim my beard. So, uh, you know, not really, not really sure, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of beginning to get, uh, get out there to the place that it needs to be trimmed, but just really, um, you know, I'm excited, anticipating the conversation that we're going to have today. Um, and Mara is, um, just one of my favorite people at Lifeline and also, um, you know, such a significant part of our team and, and I get the, the privilege of, of being able to work closely with her in the things that we're, you know, we're doing with bridge and, um, and, and so it is, uh, it's very much a passion of, uh, all of us that we want to see our kids who have, you know, maybe gotten off to difficult starts or have challenges in learning to, to, to be able to flourish. And, and, you know, fundamentally we believe, uh, that kids are, are fearfully and wonderfully made and that there's, there's sometimes much more to, their ability and and much more to their capacity than than we draw out of them and and that we give them opportunity to you know to really be able to exercise because sometimes we you know we kind of put kids a little bit in a box and and so i think one of the things that i love about bridge is the fact that we're we're taking what is really a 21st century understanding of the brain and the fact that we can see much more about how God's wired us to be able to learn and, and to grow, but also to be able to heal from things like trauma and, and really knowing that, um, that we have an ability to be able to, to, you know, delve in and invest in, in just profound ways with, with kids. And so, and Mara, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for um, joining us. And we're just excited to have you back. Yeah, it's always good to be here. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. 
you know, you're always one of those, you're one of those guests. And this is one of those topics that always, uh, we, we seem to have a lot of folks that listen in and, and we, you know, kind of hit a, uh, I think an important conversation when we start talking about the, you know, the end of school. And, and I know for us personally, uh, we're kind of rounding out that journey and we're, you know, we're close to the end with our, with our last one that's, that's in school. Um, but honestly, like here at this point, we're beginning to feel it that it's, you know, it's kind of time for school to be over and it's getting warm outside and, you know, everything's kind of pretty and it, we want to be outside. We don't necessarily want to be cooped up in the classroom any longer and it's hard to stay focused and there's, you know, baseball and all kinds of things that are happening around that are, that are distracting us as well. And, and, and so I think the first thing maybe for us to kind of delve into a little bit is, is just thinking about this idea of, of finishing strong and about um, both how do we, how do we help our kids to finish strong? How do we lean in as parents to finish strong? Um, and, and why it's important for us to, to really kind of, um, you know, not just kind of give up the fight and, and wave the surrender flag here in the last few weeks of school, because there are some really important things that are, that are happening in, you know, in, in these days. And so like, what would you say to a family? Cause you're having an opportunity to talk to a lot of them right now. What do you say to families about, about finishing strong? Yeah, well, I'm going to give a little story. Um, I hope it's, a, hope it's okay. But, you know, I think of finishing strong, like, like a marathon. And so, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to run a marathon and, uh, uh, one of the, at one point at, um, the first marathon that I ran at mile 21, um, there was a, there was a line of, of porta potties, you know, that as you're passing. And I thought if I go inside one of these porta potties and stop because I hit a wall, uh, you know, nobody will ever know if I don't come out. You know, because I, I didn't, I was like, you know, it. I'll just wait here until it's over and then I won't have to finish, you know. And, um, but, you know, obviously for, for a lot of reasons, I decided I, I can do this. You know, I'm, I'm going to get out of this porta potty and, and finish. And so I got out and there was a man standing there, old, older man. And he looked at me, he's like, we've got this. We've got this. We can do it. And, you know, he, he stayed with me the, the rest of the way and we, we crossed the finish line together. And it made me, I think about that when I think about finishing something, you know, whether that's school or just any kind of goal that we have is we're, as I've been reading a lot of Kurt Thompson lately, and, you know, he says, we all are born into this world looking for someone looking for us. And that just has resonated with me, even with our kids that we're working with. We're all just like I was looking for somebody to to cheer me on and to help me to get to that finish point in the marathon, you know, or, or getting that text from my son, you know, a mile out going, Mom, I'm proud of you you know, keep going. And so, um, and so those, it's those moments, I think, Rick, when I think about it and, and Herbie is like, it's the opportunity to hear well done, you know, when we, that when we finish strong and, you know, I think about, you know, that's what, what Jesus says, you know, when we hope to hear that well done, my good and faithful servant. And so finishing strong to me looks like giving, you know, having the motivation and, and having people, whether that's our parents or teachers, you know, our brothers or sisters coming alongside of us and really helping us to motivate us to, to, to go, to finish strong, to, to go to the, the, make the last mile, 
you know, kind of like that marathon. So, yeah, I would love to think of it as, you know, uh, you know, what does finishing strong uh, give us, offer us? I think it offers us that opportunity to hear well done, you know, and, and that's going to look different for everybody. That's not going to look the same for everybody, but it does have give us the opportunity for us as parents and teachers to look at our kids and for who God has made them to be and say, well done, you got this. We can keep on going. Well, you know, and I, I'm going to kind of reference back to a conversation you and I've had offline where we talked a little bit about the importance of presence. And, and I think one of the things we don't want to discount in, in thinking about this idea of finishing strong is that, that part of what we, we model for our kids as we're, as we're really hanging in there with them is that we are with them. And when it's a little bit hard and when we're distracted and we don't feel like doing it and, you know, all those things are kind of conspiring against us to help us to be able to finish strong. I think there's a there's a powerful thing when we as parents kind of press in and say, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to do it together. And so just like you, you know, you talk about, you know, Davis texting you on that last mile you know, running in. And, and the fact is that there was a sense that you're kind of going, well, like Davis is with me and that, that, like that helps me to, to be motivated to, to do that thing. And, and it strengthened your relationship, right? Like it, it, it grew the bond, um, you know, even with, with you and your son. And I think this is one of those opportunities where, you know, we have an opportunity to do that as well in, in, in just kind of bearing with our kids. Um, yeah, I, said, I think uh, another the kind of thing is to, to, to echo that is just that, you know, we talk about habits uh, a lot now these days and creating those habits. And if, if we as parents and teachers are reflecting those habits, then, you know, it's what a beautiful habit it is for them to see us walking alongside of them, being, a, a, another word, attuned to where they are at that point, attached to showing them and reflecting that, that's just a, a picture for them, which is, um, I think that's just a, a beautiful gift as parents and teachers that we can give the kids as well. You know, I know we've been kind of sort of swimming around a lot in, in a lot of TBRI thinking a little bit recently. And, you know, and there's that idea that talking about connecting and, and empowering and, and really that, you know, this opportunity to finish strong is one of those places where it's a kind of a golden opportunity for us to, to connect and to say like, we're doing this together and, and I'm going to help you to, and I'm going to be with you. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you the tools that are necessary. I'm going to, going to empower you maybe is a good way to say that, um, you know, to be able to do those things that are necessary in, in order to be able to, you know, finish well. Um, you know, th- thinking about even the, the, because school environments kind of get challenging at this point, right? Like it's, um, this is that time when there are class parties and there are, irregular schedules and there's there's a lot that's kind of going on around the the school environment as well like what would you say to parents at this point about just kind of the school itself and that environment and 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 about how do we help our kids that are easily dysregulated and our kids that are you know sometimes easily kind of thrown off base because the routine and the structure that you know, that they've been used to is really kind of being wrecked a little bit. Um, you know, what can we do in order to help to support them in an environment that seems like it's almost, 
you know, kind of tailor-made to, to dysregulate them. Yeah. So, um, you know, in that whole idea of finishing strong and, and really connecting with our kids, I think there's also the idea that, uh, that we have to be, um, be careful of, of our expectations and where our expectations are <laughs> and kind of have those in check as well. But, uh, but also, and I, and I say this, oh gosh, how many times a day I say this is, you know, consistency and planning ahead, you know, always looking ahead to, um, hey, what might dysregulate my child? And can I really engage in a conversation with my child ahead of time? Uh, thinking, you know, hey, you know, we're going to have three parties this week. And I mean, I don't know about you, but it's really nice and sunny here in North Carolina today. And it's been hard not to go out and just walk, you know, and be outside. And so, um, so how do, how do I regulate that myself? And also just having those conversations with your kids ahead of time to kind of prepare them for that. And then also, I mean, I'm going to be on that sensory mindset world of, you know, going ahead and preparing your kids with that, that, that sensory bag, if they need something uh, to be able to talk through, hey, what can you use when you get into, when your engine, using TBRI language again, you know, when your engine is high, what is something that you could do to calm yourself down? And go ahead and have those beforehand. That would be my number one piece of advice for anybody, for myself, is what can I do beforehand? I mean, I know I walked into a situation the other day and I was sitting there going, okay, I need to do my magic mustache, you know, and I think that was going through the airport line, you know, just for myself. I knew I was going to be anxious. I knew it was going to trigger just uh, my heart rate to go up. So I was like, okay, breathe, breathe, do my five second breathing. And so just reminding ourselves and our kids that those things are important going into the end of the year. So, Anmar, I think as, as we um, kind of as we continue, I think one of the things that we, you know, really kind of struggle with in at, at times is, is just finding motivation in the midst of the school year, right? Like finding that that place to say, hey, like those things that we've started, we need to bring to completion. Like those things that are, you know, that are important, stay important. And, and that a lot of what kind of feels like happens in school is, is a little bit of just a lull of a sense of, hey, like we've really done all the important stuff. And so when the calendar turns around to, you know, April and May, we're, we're, like the things that we're doing now don't like they're not that important. Um, but like we know better, right? <laughs> like there are there are lessons to be learned. There are things, there are skills to be gained. There are things to to be done in, in the in the midst of this. So what about what about thinking in terms of motivation as a um, as a, you know, just as, as a as a way to to think about helping to keep our kids focused and keeping them engaged so that they continue to press on right till the very end. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, I, I like to think of it. I mean, breaks are wonderful. Love breaks. You know, everybody needs a weekend break. Um, but I like to think of that school really never stops. And maybe again, that's just kind of the way in which we we perceive school. We're learning is we're always in the process of learning, you know, and uh, and that might be how we reflect that to our kids. Um, a lot of that is just because we're not in a classroom doesn't mean that we're finished. You know, <laughs> we're finished maybe in that type of environment for that period of time, and we're going to enjoy that break. But it doesn't mean that the learning process stops. 
And so, you know, so what, how can we motivate our kids to love learning and love the fact to continue on even out of, outside the classroom? So that would be like my like a passion or would, I would love to see happening. How can we create that, that pathway to beauty? basically, you know, uh, in, in the learning process. And so I think creating and providing opportunities um, uh, for, for kids to be able to play is very important uh, because we learn through play, right? And so um, having that time, having free play, is, is a great thing. Um, and uh, having, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up on the summer times, we would go out in the woods in the backyard and, and build forts. And we just use our imagination and just, we would have so much fun in the backyard for hours, you know? So it's, it's easy to get attached to, to these uh, things, uh, these, these little screens that we also love, but I would encourage families to really just uh, provide plenty, be intentional about having playtime um, and using that as a learning opportunity uh, to um, to really to get uh, get out there. And, and that means we may have to put down the screens, too. Right. And we may have to get out and do that. Um, uh, with our kids and, 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 and again, model what that looks like. And in the process, you're learning and, and bringing those conversations, having those conversations, being very, I like the word intentional, being very intentional with our, our break time um, and providing those opportunities for our kids. I think one of the things that, that kind of occurs to me and Herbie, I'd, I'd be interested just for, for you to kind of weigh in a little bit, because as you know, even as, as Ashley's homeschooling your kids and, and you guys are, you're not really kind of tied to a regular school schedule in the sense of, um, you know, having to manage the calendar according to what somebody else says or does. But um, just something I've kind of observed you guys do as a family is being really intentional about the places you go and the things that you do and creating educational opportunities and like creating moments for learning with your kids, um, kind of like wherever you are. And, and I, I think, you know, I, I just think Anmar really hit on something that, that's a, that's a thing that, that sometimes I think we have sent a message in our culture that when school breaks happen, that's where we all just kind of stop. And it sort of just becomes, you know, lazy time or a little bit of a free for all. But we know that our kids that are coming from a hard place, like they really thrive on structure um, and, and they really need that intentionality of, of kind of still creating those, you know, those purposeful moments and predictable moments. Like how, how have you guys over, over the years, especially as your kids have, have grown and gotten older and kind of grown through different phases of life, how, like, how have you used the rhythm of family trips and opportunities and things like that to weave in and help make those, you know, learning opportunities? Yeah, certainly. I can't take really much of the credit for that. That certainly would be my sweet wife, Ashley, who really wanted to, you know, cultivate in our children a love for learning in general not just, you know, this idea that learning was to regurgitate information for a test or to, you know, be able to, to give a random fact that you were able to pick up in history or science, but that everything that they did was intentional 
in order to grow them up for ultimately whatever the Lord had for them to do. And, you know, I think in a lot of ways, if we look at our culture, we have so confined learning to, you know, kindergarten to end of college that a lot of times folks get out of college and they they even kind of sometimes feel like, well, I've arrived and I know how to do everything and I should just get a job and be able to, to kind of go through it. And when they get into jobs and sometimes they struggle because they don't know what to do and they don't know what the next step is, it's because they've confined this learning idea to a test, uh, a quiz, homework, as opposed to this idea of I have to constantly be learning, have to constantly be growing. And really, you know, that's a that's a very spiritual concept. Um, when the Lord saves us, he doesn't just completely transform us, right? There's a there's a process of sanctification. We're becoming more and more like Christ, and it's a process, and it's learning, and it's reading God's Word, and it's spending time with Him. And so I, I think so many times that's unfortunately what we have done, at least with, um, you know, more structured education, our public schools. And so I know for us, really to your point, Dr. Rick, that has been probably one of the joys of having the flexibility of homeschool because it gives us the ability to let our children read something that is of interest to them. Uh, you know, right now, for instance, one of my children, well, two of my children are taking physical science, um, different grade level physical science, but physical science and uh, Adeline really has started to enjoy swimming. And so even as she's thinking about physics and physical science and force and laws of motion, she's been reading some books on the art of swimming and how how motion is and, and Newton's laws of motion is, is tied up into swimming and how force and drag and all of those things come into swimming. And so now it's not just a subject that she's trying to pass or, or trying to, because she's my overachiever, you know, make a hundred on, but she's thinking of it as, hey, this really is practical to my, my day in and day life. And so, yeah, I, I think that's a big part. And then I, you, you spoke of trips, you know, is always helping them understand the things that they are studying, um, the things that, that are important. And, and bringing those things in as an educational experience. So you're not just going to the beach and sitting out on the sand and vegging out, even though sometimes I will admit the kids and I are like, okay, mom, let's just, you know, let's just read a book. But it's, you know, thinking about erosion. It's about thinking about where did the sand come from? It's, it's thinking about looking up, seeing the stars and the moon and, uh, you know, just so many different things, the, even the history um, you know, we, a couple of, couple of months ago, we happened to be at the, at, at the beach and, and we saw the oil rigs and it was right at the beginning of the Ukrainian crisis with Russia. And so we talked about the importance and, and the history of, of even the, the oil rigs and what, what, what that meant and energy. So yeah, I think it's taking those opportunities to really help our children explore the world and see the awe of the world. And at the same time, I think as, as believing parents, as Christian parents, it's helping them see that the, 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 the world is made in order, and that order actually points back to a creator that very was very purposeful and very orderly. And I think it's going and looking at all history, and even those 
those those heroes in history and helping our kids see their character flaws and how sin shaped their experience for for when they are and you know I I don't want to get off on a tangent but I think that's one of the things that has been so disappointing even over the last several years is we're deconstructing history because every historical person that we've built a statue, which I might argue we probably shouldn't have built the statues in the first place, but every every person we want to tear down because we see all of their sin. But we know from a biblical worldview, we're never going to have any leader that we could could say anything good about if if we if we don't realize sin corrupts all men and it corrupts them equally, uh, and the, that's that's the great reason for a savior. And so as we look at even the things that have happened over the last years and kind of rewriting history, it's reminding our kids to say, you know what? Yeah, George Washington's on the one dollar bill, and he was the first president. He did a lot of really great things, but you know what? George Washington was a sinner. And that sin caused him to do things that that were disobedient towards the Lord and that now people are, are looking at and going, what in the world? And we have to remember, all of us have that propensity to sin because we were born with that sin nature. And that's why we need the grace of God. So, yeah, that's a probably a longer answer than you wanted there, Dr. Rick. But but I think that's how even in our experiences and our trips and everything that we do, we're constantly pointing back to how our kids can learn, but also how our kids can can glorify God in learning. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's totally on point because I, I think there's you know there's this idea that that we've in many many settings we've reduced education down to like the facts we know or you know the teaching toward the test or whatever and and I think what part of what we're trying to say is is look the the real goal here is to to help our kids to to you know to exercise creativity. Um, and because, because when they're exercising creativity, what are they doing? What are they doing? They're, they're, they're reflecting God. <laughs> like they're showing this, this creative capacity does, it's not in us because, because of anything other than the fact that our, that our God is creative and he's the creator. And when we, when we do those things, so when kids are, you know, and Mar, you're talking about kids being out and playing in the summer and all those kinds of things. I mean, the problem solving and the, you know, the adaptation and the things that go on in those environments, um, are, you know, are important. And so there's, there's, there's creativity. I think the other side of it and, and Herbie, this is one of the things I've just observed you guys as a family and, and, and the way that, you know, that Ashley teaches your kids and the way you guys lead your kids is there's a, there's, there's fostering curiosity as well. <laughs> like just being aware of the world and, and being curious about the world. And so, you know, even, even in our emphasis, as we talk about wanting to, you know, wanting to finish strong in the school year, we don't want to miss the fact that we don't finish any any of those things. Like those are lifelong pursuits that we're trying to foster in the lives of our kids. And we want to help them to to genuinely be curious. And we want to help them to, you know, genuinely be um, creative and and to give them, you know, really purposeful outlets to that. And and so, and Mara, like we're, we're never really, like we talk about the finish of the school year, but the truth is none of us are really ever finished with, with learning. And, and so, um, you know, how, how, what would you say maybe kind of as a, as a, as a parting thought to parents about as, as they think about transitioning into summer and into the opportunity to, um, to have a bit of a different schedule for a little while, um, you know, some tips, some, tricks, some insider 
kind of things that you would say, hey, try these things and they're and they're they're going to be good things for you to do, but they're going to be really, you know, fun and, and engaging and memory making kind of things to do. Yeah, I, um, you know, I love the idea of helping cultivating and helping our kids to be to flourish, you know, in in that learning process. And and so I, I would say, you know, one thing is is plan ahead. Um, don't don't wait until the first week of school to go. Oh, wait. Let's, you know, let's do this, you know, um, go ahead and, and plan what, uh, what your summer will be. You know, I'm, I don't mean like, like a schedule, like eight to nine, we're doing this, nine to 10, we're doing this. I mean, but go ahead and make plans to be intentional to, uh, and to c- cultivate that curiosity and that creativity. I, I had a, a little guy in the, in our, in, in, um, uh, here the other day playing some brain games and, um, he uh, he was he was talking. He, he basically he said, I can't see God. I, I'm mad because I can't see him. Where is he? I can't see him. And so, you know, through some, a little bit of conversation, I mean, the little guy's seven, but just through conversation and asking him questions and different things like that. You know, we, we came up with, you know, uh, we live by faith, not by sight. And so that was the that was the question he left with. Well, well, what is faith then? you know, and where do we see faith, you know? And so it's great just to cultivate those questions uh, and don't feel like you have to have all the answers. Uh, That would be the other thing is when, you know, when your kids do ask those questions, uh, don't, don't feel like you have to have an answer. Um, But I would say try to wait. Don't wait till the very last minute to plan your summer out uh, or plan, uh, you know, what you're going to be doing. Go ahead and make some plans. It doesn't always have to be trips. It can be trip to the park. Uh, As Herbie said, it could be in the swimming pool. Um, It can, you know, those type of things. But don't be afraid to ask your kids questions and don't be afraid not to know the answer uh, or not to know the answer to those questions. and different things like that. And, and again, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to the idea of playing with your children, you know, carving out a little time. I know life gets so busy, but carving out a little time just to go outside and, and, and throw football, uh, you know, or, or go to the park for a walk or, you know, take the dog out, uh, you know, anything like that. But, but go ahead and be intentional about those times um, that you spend one on one with your with your kids, and uh, and you know those those things are going to be cultivating those habits for us and for our children of being respectful to each other, being responsible with our time, you know, being thoughtful, being sacramental, even by giving up things, um, and you know, being intentional. Uh, so and being strategic, that would be my, you know, going into the summer just to think through those ideas and what that looks like for your family. Well, certainly this has been some great just things to think about really as we get ready for the summer and to remember that while we have some time to to give our kids some downtime, which also is important, uh, this isn't a time that that we have to uh, to stop to stop the learning process, but especially for our kids who come from traumatic backgrounds or uh, who, who have some learning differences, being able to supplement their education through the summer by letting them read something that they're interested in or by, by just taking trips and helping them see things that'll connect to what they will be taking the next year are ways that we can help them not just succeed this year, but to be ready for success next year. We're so grateful for these wonderful people that have joined us and the illustrious Dr. Rick and I will join you again next week 
when we meet you for the Defender Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.